Lighthouse Live is pre-recorded before a live audience. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. So good to have you with us, whether you're joining us over the radio waves or around the world via the Internet or the podcasting network. So blessed to have you as uh, one of our listeners and partners in our ministry here to connect people in churches with opportunities to serve the needs of our neighborhoods in obedience to Christ's command to love our neighbors as ourselves. Again, Mike Douglas here, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, and, of course, our faithful prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl. Our special guest tonight, one of our favorite people, Elaine. Yes, yes Dr. Jim Henman, mm-hmm. our uh, resident therapist yeah. here, who's <laughs> still trying to figure me out. But uh, that, that lifetime that, job. <laughs> that's uh, that's a whole nother dissertation, isn't it, Jim? Sure is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a reminder, friends, if you'd like to find more out about Lighthouse Live and advancing vibrant communities, our website has a wealth of information. In fact, if you're in the uh, area and uh, you're available to volunteer, or you'd like more information on what we're doing, you can visit our website at www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. Click on the daily update page. We uh, update several times per day opportunities to serve there as well as thank yous to our volunteers. And, uh, by the way, that also leads you to uh, a way that you can hear us on the web at uh, www.lighthouselive.blogspot.com. I just like saying that, blogspot. I'm glad you, know, you yeah, like yeah, to say it. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, 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 Lighthouselive.blogspot.com, and you can listen to uh, the show 24-7 whenever yes. it's uh, convenient for you. Elaine, before we go on and talk to Dr. Jim, let's uh, check in internationally with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. By the way, we just had a, a wonderful opportunity a couple of weeks ago at the ACMC conference at uh, Big, Big Valley Grace in Modesto great? to meet uh, David mm-hmm. Witt, a uh, regional representative for the Voice of the Martyrs. And what a story. This guy's gone all over the world. Amazing. Yeah, he's been with uh, Hezbollah yes. uh, you know, leaders. He's been with terrorists and uh, interviewed them and uh there by the way he has a wonderful dvd on islam on yes. islam oh, yes. and uh how really to witness to muslims and uh, when you when you go through it it really gives you the sense that and and, and remember why gay mm, pastor why yes. yes. was here a couple of wonderful months ago man. a former mm. uh cleric mm-hmm. in the uh, islam religion and and now a uh, dynamic christian pastor and we realize that uh, you know we're on a collision course uh, physically, you know, the day's coming. Uh, and, uh, but yet there's an aspect of loving 
uh, the uh, people of Islam and, and Muslims to the Lord. And that's really, we're not going to argue them into the you kingdom. Know, the spiritual dynamic here, too, Mike, is just incredible. It, it, just yes. amazing. Anyway, there's wealth of information there. So right now, let's check in. Uh, and, and they have a, a brand new way to package this. Oh, we it's love called, it. Yeah, they're, they're, they partner with DC Talk, mm-hmm. and they call it uh, the, the Jesus Freaks Update for Voice of the Martyrs. Let's check in with them now. Voice of the Martyrs here on Lighthouse Live. Hey, this is Michael Tate with news of two more real-life Jesus freaks. Convicted of being Christians in China during the Red Guard era, Chu Chen and Ho Shaiyu wait bravely for their executioner. When he comes, the girls recognize him as their own pastor. He has also been sentenced to die, but the prison guards worked him over, tempted him, and promised his release if he would shoot the girls, and he gave in. The girls whispered to each other and then bowed respectfully to their pastor. Before you shoot us, we wish to thank you for what you have meant to us. God bless you, and now we die with gratitude. The girls forgive him even as he shoots them. So is there someone you need to forgive? Jesus Freaks Radio is brought to you by DC Talk, the voice of the martyrs, and this station. For more, go to persecution.com. Back with you here on Lighthouse Live, and uh, wow, that kind of puts things into perspective, doesn't it? You know, we spend, uh, and and I'm not demeaning that. I mean, we need to take care of business as far as uh, church matters are concerned. But, you know, when when we argue about what color the carpet has to be or, you know, friends, uh, to put it in perspective, there are believers who are dying, who are being executed, tortured, persecuted across the world today for the cause of Christ. And here's an example, two uh, young ladies and uh, their pastor basically was beaten into submission to execute them. And yet in, in the face of that, they pray and, and give thanks to the Lord and, and, and forgive the pastor who, uh, who actually pulls the trigger. And that just puts a lot of things into perspective, doesn't it? And, you know, that would not be possible if they were busy thinking about what their rights are. Isn't that amazing? Great yeah. point, in America, we're yeah. so focused on rights, even within the body. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. often focused on our right, yes. which is not a part of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Our yeah. personal rights are not a part of Christianity. These two girls represented God's nature in, in, a, in a wonderful way. It's a mm. wonderful Wonderful illustration, and, and that kind of uh, that, that kind of clashes with our American, yeah. <laughs> big time worldview paradigm, you know. Mm-hmm. That and and of course, uh, America was founded, you know, because uh, in, in part because of religious rights, and uh, and yet you're right, Jim. In so many ways, uh, to have religious ex- freedom, freedom is different, isn't it? Freedom is different yeah, than rights. Amen. Freedom without willing to take consequences is license, mm. and license has nothing to do with God. Mm. Amen. Again, friends, you're listening to Lighthouse Live. Mike Douglas here along uh, with Elaine Harlan, our producer and uh, and co-host. By the way, if you're in the Modesto area, we're here except for holidays. Every... <laughs> and we don't take many of them, Not do we? Not too many. You know, yeah. I remember when I worked for the state. You know, we had Columbus Day off. Did for you? That. Yeah, we did. And... Um, I didn't. I was kind of the low guy on the totem pole, you know, but it was good overtime. Now, Michael, but, had, uh, had Columbus come yet? Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 that was a great man. one, Joe. You know, this would be a good time to check in with Brad Dacus from the Pacific <laughs> Justice Institute. <laughs> we'll be right back.
Well, Brad Dacus, welcome back to Lighthouse Live. And uh, once again, uh, the Pacific Justice Institute helping us affirm and retain the rights of parents to uh, protect our own children. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in that area. You bet. As you, as you know, we at the Pacific Justice Institute uh, have uh, already sponsored a federal uh, legislation which uh, would give greater due process to parents before their children are permanently taken. For example, most states uh, don't give children a, a uh, excuse me, give parents or children a jury of their peers uh, before the child's taken. And uh, yet criminals get that all the time. That here you have children being permanently taken from families, and and usually you have no opportunity for that. In fact, it's usually closed door behind all behind closed doors with no public scrutiny. So that's on a federal level, but on the state level in California, we have uh, sponsored um, AB 2130, uh, which was recently introduced to the California legislature by Assemblyman Chuck DeVore of Orange County. And what this bill would do, it would would require courts which terminate parental rights to consider the religious, cultural, moral, and ethnic values of the child or his or her uh, uh, birth parents um, if those values are, are, are known or attainable with reasonable care, and what this does is it's real important this be done before they appoint a guardian or placing the child with adoptive parents that could be totally different uh, religiously in terms of values. Um, and, you know, we at Pacific, you know, I've learned that uh, estimates are up to 20,000-plus uh, children have been put into, uh, for example, into homosexual families. The overwhelming majority uh, of those children come from families that uh, deplore, you know, morally and religiously uh, such uh, conduct and behavior. Wow. So, um, so we, there's a real critical need that this bill um, be passed, and we're, uh, it looks like you know, there's some legislators on both sides of the aisle who, are, who understand the, the, the need for this kind of sensitivity, and uh, we at Pacific Justice Institute are hopeful that it will get passed. So it sounds like, Brad, we're, ax- we're asking for balance here. You know, on the one end, uh, we, we certainly want to uh, protect children, obviously. But on the other hand, we also have to protect the, the right of parents to be parents. And in our legal climate today, I, I would imagine sometimes that's kind of a delicate balance. Oh, yeah. And, and, if you look, and we look at this just pragmatically. I mean, here you have a child taken, taken from their parents, one of the most traumatic things that can happen to a young child. And yet, so we want to minimize the change. The last mm. thing we want to do is say, okay, and guess what? Now we're going to put you with a different uh, value structure, religion, everything, it, uh, and culture, and uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's totally unfair to the child. And, uh, and we have to you know, put the, the, child, uh, the child first when, when children are taken to make sure that they're, uh, they're not traumatized any more than they need to. And, Amen. of course, the best thing is keeping the child from being taken when they don't need to be taken. Yeah, absolutely. Again, that bill number is AB 2130? That's right, AB 2130. And uh, we at the Pacific Justice Institute are leading the charge on that and uh, working uh, with the, uh, the sponsoring assemblyman, Chuck DeVore. Again, friends, uh, telephone number for Brad and the Pacific Justice Institute, one 305 9129 That's 1-888-305-9129. And uh, also the excellent website, and you can get these uh, emails, these media releases, the same time the press gets them. Uh, but you can check that out at www.pacificjustice.org. That's pacificjustice.org. Again, Brad, we so much appreciate what you do and the volunteer uh, people who work with you up and down the state. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. 
Back with you here on Lighthouse Live. Again, our uh, our mission at Advancing Vibrant Communities to connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. All about getting outside the four walls of our churches and our homes to personally connect with the needs of the community. And uh, in the spirit of that, here at Lighthouse Live, we, we do the show right in the front room <laughs> of, uh, of ABC. So you'll hear the sirens going by, and, the, and they're not coming for me today anyway. <laughs> we'll and, see. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait on that one. The evening is young. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the evening is yet young. You're right. And by the way, if if you're in the Modesto area and you'd like to come by and and just join us in studio, uh, again, we're at uh, 422B Coffee Road. That's just north of Scenic on Coffee in Modesto. Uh, Again, uh, we uh, record here at uh, 5 o'clock with a live audience. At least they were when we started. And... uh, And, uh, in fact, uh, you know, days like today, why our, our producer kind of spoils us. We got tri-tip today and mm. mashed potatoes and gravy and, but, you know, not every week. I don't, you know, but just don't, <laughs> but if, if you'd like to come and join us in studio, we'd, we'd love for love you to do to that. Have you. We have some opportunities to, for you to get connected from the volunteer <laughs> center of the United Way tri-tip. Okay. The National Multiple Sclerosis Society is having their 18th annual MS walk. This is a two mile and a five mile walk. So if you're up to either one of those in 13 cities. Is it flat? Flat what? Walk. Walk. <laughs> flat feet. Flat. Uh, probably. It depends I on where you that. live. I can do that. It's those hills that get to me. Northern California wouldn't be your place to, probably to do that. Now. But this is a fun event, Mike, and it raises awareness for funds and research toward a cure and programs for people with MS in our community. The Modesto event is going to be Saturday, April 8th at Davis Community Park. And in Merced, it's April Fool's Day, April 1, at the Merced College. And uh, volunteers of all ages are needed to come and set up the course, uh, host rest stops, serve refreshments, and drive support vehicles, cheer and support the participants, uh, staff the first aid booth, photograph the event, That's and clean up. There right you go. There. No, the licensed ham radio operators hey, are needed, too, so that might be a November. Number six, X-ray, X-ray mic. Right? <laughs> You'll never forget uh, that, no. right? Or you can show off your retail and fashion flair with the American Cancer Society Discovery Shop. Volunteers gain retail experience while they cashier, sort, price, steam merchandise, and I assume they're steaming the clothing merchandise. I would hope on so. This. I would hope so. They yeah. set up displays and do all kinds of things. Uh, volunteer four hours per week. Flexible shifts are available. Especially needed is to assist with the home and garden event, and that's coming up on April 7th and eight and that features uh, sales of live plants and accessories and a lot of fun uh, for all of those uh, garden type activities so if that's your thing this would be uh, something for you to consider donations of new or gently used items such as clothing jewelry uh, pieces of art antiques or collectibles are always welcome so you might want to get in on that and the Stanislaw County Health Services Agency where you can help provide health services to the community volunteers are needed at the Ortho Clinic Information Desk to greet and direct visitors to appropriate areas of the facility and to assist with clerical duties, filing, answering phones and running errands and all of those types of things. Friends, if you have any questions on any of these items, feel free to call Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. You can always give us a call here at 209 544 
888-344-9571. And don't forget about the Teen Challenge Spaghetti Feed coming up mm, on the 30th absolutely. of March. And that takes place in Turlock at the Salvation Army there at 893 Lander Avenue. If you have any questions on that, feel free to give us a call as well. And by the way, we want to remind you that our uh, project's foreman, John, yes. really needs more mm, fix-it people. Indeed. You know, if you know how to swing a hammer, if you know how to repair a hole in the wall, as opposed to making a hole in the wall, <laughs> like me, uh, you know, changing uh, a switch out, electrical switch, whatever, we desperately need you because there are just so many uh, disabled elderly people really who are. cannot afford the services. They can't perform those things on their, on their own. If you can, you know, even change a light bulb, <clears throat> how many ABC volunteers does it take to change a light bulb? Only one. Only one. That's right. And, and if you just give us a call, we can connect you with that uh, Except if with you're that born. I'm sorry, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the last time we saw our friend and, and uh, Dr. Jim Hinman was uh, was actually at a celebration, wasn't it, Jim? It was That's somebody's right. significant, birthday. momentous birthday, oh, and we won't yeah. won't mention the initials, yeah, but it was yeah. Michael Tickles. Anyway, oh, that wasn't that fun. That was great. It was great getting what together. It really was of a long history. Mm, you know, long was... history, huh? <laughs> I, I was, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you know. No, you I know, think getting, Noah was there. Getting, actually. getting at least, the, you know, getting together with people from your past and just <laughs> reflecting right. on all of the changes that yeah. that take place in our lives. That was uh, that's wonderful. truly a, a well, great great day. You know, I wasn't looking forward to celebrating the fiftieth. You know, I was going to just kind of. Let let it go by. Just but, laying in the weeds. You know, you know, but it is. You know, I, I think it's worthwhile to go back mm-hmm. and look at the people that God has brought into your life. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, o- over your lifetime, and you really appreciate how He connects dots Amen. in incredible ways. You know, and and uh, how we learn. And and today, you know, we're, we're Jim. We're going to be talking a lot about change and mm-hmm. and how God has uh, provided us with tools for change mm-hmm. and uh, healthy ways to do that and not right. so healthy ways to do that. And and all of that, if, if you stop and, and you take an assessment of where you are in life and you look at who God, God has brought into your life and what you've learned from them, mm-hmm. you know, it really is exciting it's wonderful. to see how God connects those dots and provides opportunities to learn, isn't it? You know, as Christians, we know we need to change. And, Jim, nobody explains God's amazing uh, plan of change the way you do healthy change. And I love the way that you share that. And that's what we're going to be doing. I believe in it. Yes. Personally. Oh, absolutely. And I think that is an important element. So often if we believe God's plan for others Mm. but withhold it from ourselves, it distorts and, and keeps his plan from being as fully alive in our own day-to-day life as, it, as he wants it to be. You know, I was uh, interviewing a, another uh, family therapist the other day, and he had a, a, a unique observation. He said, you know, change is somewhat like going through the grieving process mm-hmm. for a loved one, the mourning process. The, mm-hmm. We go through a lot of the same steps, mm-hmm. perhaps, you know, mm-hmm. denial and, mm-hmm. and all of in, in order to change, we, we do have to let certain things go. Um, I think your word is to release mm-hmm. um, and, and then to look forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- this passage came up, and if I could, I want to share two sure. versions uh, Way through this evening, friends. Uh, first is from the New International Version. Uh, we're in Philippians chapter 3, uh, beginning in verse 13. Uh, Paul writes, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet 
to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now, Eugene Peterson has a very unique uh, spin on that in uh, his translation of the, of the message, and he, he phrases it this way. I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made, but I am well on my way reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Mm. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on the goal, those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. Mm-hmm. You know, we just left the Olympics a couple of weeks ago, and, and uh, you know, Paul was around Ephesus, and there was a amphitheater there that would seat, I don't know, 100,000, I think mm-hmm. it was. And mm-hmm. I, I'm sure, I'm positive almost, that, that Paul would have witnessed one of those games and I think he's drawing a, a corollary here. But what's very interesting, uh, Jim, is is that word forgetting in, mm-hmm. in the NIV. Mm-hmm. And you also find it in, in, in most of the other translations as well. Let's talk about what that means. Does it mean ignoring the past? Does it mean denying the past? Does it, what does that really mean well, when you talk about all, forgetting? First of all, God is not a God of denial. Mm. That's Amen. not his, because it doesn't work. Yeah. And anything of God is going to work. Mm. But by comparison, it's like when Paul talks about it's no, in Romans, it's no longer me, but sin dwelling in me. Mm. Right. And he doesn't mean by that the six syllable sin. Yeah. <laughs> but rather missing the mark. Right. And any part of us that's stuck in our old nature is missing the mark of truth. As a new creation, as a new creation, I am becoming in him. Mm-hmm. That is like when Paul talks about keeping his eye on the goal. Who I am is becoming how I feel, how well I'm doing at a given moment, is not my identity. My identity is, is, is never changing. Here's the, here's the confusion. My identity is never changing. My identity is always becoming in him. It's the journey and the, the adventure, journey isn't and it? the adventure yes. of becoming in Him is who I am. That's and, my identity, and, and that is an action word. There, it's becoming. An it's word. not. It is done. I have no. arrived. Right. And Paul says he, right. he's, he's on the way. And the theology that makes it confusing is when we accept Christ into our lives, He is fully formed in us when we accept Him. Mm. So why is it a process? Because as human beings, believing the truth in action is an ongoing process. Got it, got it, ain't got it. Right. Mm. So forgetting, whether it be forgetting to hold on to things that I've done or forgetting to hold on to things that someone else has done to me, releases me to be becoming in the present. Mm. So it's not a denial. It's not saying I didn't do such and such. It's saying that's not who I am. Right. 
and I will make amends. The twelve step is such a beautiful mm. mm-hmm. model, mm-hmm. I think, of God's plan. Mm. If I if I harm someone, I will make amends for that harming. But that's not who I am. Amen. Identity is key in God's plan. Mm. Absolutely key. And I think Paul reflects that really well. Our citizenship is in heaven, all, all, all part of that. And, right. and, and really, it, it comes... We're aliens to, here. We are aliens here. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. we are. In America, hard to get our arms around that, though, right? I mean, cause well, we, we own because we own because we think that Americans are so wonderful that everyone else should want to be like us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet, I would much rather be like those two girls that you were describing yeah. Yeah. than to be think- like, quote, an American. And thinking about those two girls and think about thinking about forgetting and releasing, part of that releasing sometimes is the forgiveness that we heard That's right. talked about. Mm-hmm. How powerful. Oh, it freed just, them yes. in the moment. Forgiving mm. is really more for the person doing the forgiving Amen. than it is for the person being forgiven. Yes. yes. For the person being forgiven, it may cause a feeling of conviction. When I forgive someone, they may feel some conviction in the spirit for what they did. But I am free to have both hands in front of me in the present. In the present is where God is, Indeed. is the present. And, and with that attitude, Jim, really for us, and, and maybe it's too harsh to say it doesn't make a difference, it, 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 it does, but if the other person doesn't accept that mm-hmm. forgiveness... Or doesn't ask for it. Or doesn't ask for it, Mm-hmm. It's not really about that. It's right. about us releasing, right. you know, that that burden or that cancer, really, that that's spiritual right. cancer that that we're carrying, and that's yeah. that's so important. Awfully hard. I, I don't know if if you found this or not, Jim, but awfully hard to um, help young couples. I found today with that concept, and I don't know well, because I think the younger the people, the more entitled our society mm. is conditioning them to be as mm. Americans particularly mm. as a society entitlement personal rights it's my right to hold on to you I deserve a good wife I deserve mm. a good husband mm-hmm. God promises me happiness mm. well show me where in scripture God promises happiness joy yes yes yeah. there's a difference happiness, isn't no. there? yeah and when you try to go for happiness it's yeah. impossible. Happiness is a byproduct. Right. You can't achieve it directly. We call it the gospel of happiness, and it's oh, a false gospel. And it's not it? God. It's not God's no, it's not. plan at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. So if you feel like, I'm going to hold on to this grudge because you hurt my feelings, I'm shooting myself in the foot right. to make you feel bad. Well, and, and doesn't that play into historically how oftentimes we've portrayed the gospel to the non-believer? I mean, I you know, a lot of us have been guilty sometime in our uh, in our Christian walk of of you know gi- giving the impression that boy, except Christ, all your troubles are over. Oh my goodness! You know, and man, that's that's not the gospel message. No. Is it? Well, and it's not the scripture. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not God's word at all. He right. says, "Pick up your hard hat, join me. Pick up your cross and join me." me. Yes. And let me live through you. Mm. Let me live with you. Do you realize that the worst part of of Michael Douglas, the part of Michael Douglas that you most want to hide from the outside world, that part of Michael, Jesus gladly mm. would have come if that part mm. of Michael, 
who you were at that moment right. was the only living human being. Mm. That amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. What a that thought. What a concept for each of us to yeah. really grasp. The parts that we try to hide yeah. are actually parts that he came to heal. Mm. And the fact that he can see those parts, even when we want to cover them up right. before others. Right. By the way, if, if you're intrigued so far, again, our guest tonight, a special friend here on Lighthouse Live, uh, and to us personally, Dr. Jim mm-hmm. Hinman uh, from Modesto, author of Who's Really Driving Your Bus, and a wonderful book. What a book. And it oh, is just, yes. it, it's a great read, and, and uh, I think your favorite word is nuggets. Yes. There are wonderful nuggets in there, and every time you read it, you know, I, I think, you know, God unravels or, or, or he uh, unwraps a, a new one for us as we're going through it, and that's because I think you tracked very well in, in responding to God in that. And um, I write just, like Paul yeah, and James, that's right. yeah. so it's not an easy read. Yeah, well, because Paul yeah. is not an easy read. That's true. But it's a great read, it's Jim. A great, it's and a great if anyone read. hasn't Wisdom. read this book yet, we just suggest that you do that. Yeah. It's a wonderful book, and I, I just love um, the questions that you raise. And we're going to get into a lot more of those because asking questions and and seeking the truth is what we do, right? Well, Paul Coleman in his song questions all kinds of things, but the one thing I don't question is you. Here's his song now on Lighthouse Life. Well, here I am in a river of questions. Can I pour my heart out to a listening ear? But I see this life, its valleys and mountains. And I think of all the roads that brought me here. Oh, that brought me here. Walking down, walking down the road. Well, I've questioned my reasons, this life I'm living. I question my ability to judge wrong from right. Well, I question all the things I've ever called certain. My race, my religion, my country, my mind. But the one thing I don't question is you. You really love me like you say you do. You really love Significance, meaning, and relevance. Does the work I'm doing really matter at all? Well, I question my friendships, alliance, dependence. Who will still be here when I fall? But the one thing I don't question is you. You really love me like you say you do. Yeah, the one thing I don't. Question is you, you really love me like you say you do, so hold me, come on now, hold me, oh, oh. hold me, come on, I need your love, hold me, oh, oh. only one thing doesn't change, only one thing stays the same. 
our Lord and Savior. Amen. You're uh, listening in to White House Live with Pastor Mike Douglas, Elaine Harlan, and our very special guest, Dr. Jim Henman and friend. Jim, it's so good to have you. And talking about God's amazing plan for healthy change just as includes all kinds of things. You talk about God's attributes, his character. He is deep and he is simple. He is loving and he's just. He's so balanced, isn't he? It is, it is so amazing in our Again, I think in the American culture, it's particularly vulnerable. Even though God is deep and simple, we tend to make him superficial and complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To make him a God of rules rather than a God of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the reason is because if he's a God of rules, then we can measure how we stack up. We can also measure others and how they stack up. And we have a big tendency in our culture to want to know that we got an A. Yeah, exactly. And living up to that is so hard. And for us, those of us who go back to, mm-hmm. you know, the family dynamics of never sure. being able to live up to that, Jim, why don't right. you address that a little well, bit? Well, what happens is that that wounded part of ourselves that's stuck, I call it in Tupperware, mm-hmm. in a timeless state, mm-hmm. when we start trying to be good enough, it often brings that part of us, usually that's stuck in our old nature. So it's not really us, but part of our old nature that is trying to be good enough to earn God's free gift. Mm. Well, if, if we earn it, it's not free. Mm-hmm. If we earn it, then we feel entitled mm. to what comes with it. There we go with that and right the cost thing again. Yeah, huh? is grateful humility, which is the mm. spirit that God wants his kids to have. Grateful humility. I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. And he gave it to me because of his nature. Mm-hmm. Now, when I take that in, I can turn around and give that to Sonia. It's my wife, 33 years. I can give that to Sonia. I can give it to you guys because I'm accepting it and giving it to myself, too. That's the lantern. Of giving it in and, and allowing out. allowing that grace. Yeah. I mean, some of us get stuck in that for decades, especially oh, yeah. if we have that harsh and punishing mm-hmm. perception That's of right. him. Yeah. One, I think, mm-hmm. too, uh, Jim's, we, we, we fall in the trap within the church. Mm-hmm. And, and let me talk now, uh, you know, from the perspective of a, a pastor within mm-hmm. the church uh, mm-hmm. structure. We, we can paint ourselves into a box mm-hmm. because we use those same measurements. Right. 
you know, um, how many how, people have come to how Christ many people today? Came to, how many do we baptize this year? I'm not saying that's a wrong thing to look at, but it's it, something to celebrate. It's something to celebrate. But if, if if that becomes the goal, if that's your focus, you, you know, know I, I just and and uh, I could launch another program on that. But, <laughs> you know, I, it seems to me that the, 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 the relationship is so important because we can hide behind the numbers, right. but a relationship is scary because then and we, we have can to get hide real. behind the mask yeah, of exactly. trying to be good enough. Yeah. And a mask sears our sin inside mm. where it can fester and percolate and ferment mm. and isn't allowed to be helped by God. But God's a gentleman. Mm. He's not going to demand we take our mask off. What we hide behind our mask, he cannot heal until we remove the mask. Mm. We have to invite him. That's where, during the break, we're talking about forgiveness of self as well as forgiveness of others. Let's talk about that. that, A lot of people have said, well, gee, I just can't forgive myself for for doing this. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Or they'll say, you know, I know God forgives me. But I can't forgive myself. Right. Yeah. Well, what that does is put our opinion above Ooh, God's yes. opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't intend it as arrogance. Right. We, we, we feel that we're just so broken that we don't deserve it. But the truth is, it is arrogance. Mm-hmm. Because God knows what we need, and God is perfect. If he says, I release you, you are released. To hold on to it is to put yourself above God. Now, that's not the intention. I don't mean that in a, sure. in a right. harsh way. Right. But it becomes a terrible trap that then, again, we have to put masks on to hide the woundedness. As a, co- as a coach, Jim, how do you encourage people that come to you to take that mask off, to remove that mask and to allow that, is a great question. that process to happen? I think there's... So, I, I cheat. Do you? Truly, I do. I do. I cheat all day long in in the best possible way. Cheating simply meaning that I'm doing it the easy way. I let him do the work. Mm. I collect the fees. (laughs) Because he, by his very nature. That's kind of what we pastors do, too. Well, you know, by his very nature, God creates a safe ambience that allows a person to begin to take their mask off. Jesus doesn't demand you to take your mask off. He comes alongside, big carpenter's hand on your shoulder, looking you in the eyes and saying, Jim, I love you. I know what you've done, and I love you. You don't have to pretend you're something you're not with me. So I am able then, with the clients I work with, to be very transparent and real. Mm. I don't have it all together. In fact, in the in the bus book, I, I talk about the IQ shift depending on what chair you sit in. Right. If you sit in the client chair, you automatically lose 20 IQ points <laughs> when you walk in the office. If you sit in the coach's chair, you automatically gain 20 IQ points in the in the coaching session. The reason is because if I am in the coach's chair, I'm looking at the client's blind spots. Mm-hmm. And so since mine will probably be different than theirs, I will actually be higher functioning than I would normally. When you're the client, you're looking at your own blind spots. So your, your IQ is suppressed because you're looking at your own blind spots. Sure. What I say to clients is, hey, 
I'm a fallible human being too. Mm-hmm. I have needs. I have struggles. I have areas of rebellion. You are real. I, I try to be. There you I, go. you know, I, I'm as real as I am able to be. You know, and, and this too, Jim comes back to the need for us to interact with each other. You know, that mm-hmm. there is that worldview out there: it's sola scriptura, me and God. That's it. That's all we need. And it's not God also intended us for to, for us to be in relationship with each other. I mean, look at all the, the stuff about reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Right. In, in right. the Bible, God wants us interacting, and, and if we're not partaking of that, we're missing a lot that, that God has for us. When you we? say it's just me and God, then you're not taking God at his word. Because mm. God includes the fact of reaching out to others. Yes. Right. That's part of the ministry. 2 Corinthians 5.17, in terms of that ministry of the ambassador of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. If I'm not being an ambassador out to Elaine, as well as in to Jim, I'm missing something. Mm -hmm. Getting back to the forgiveness. As God's ambassador, I need to reflect his nature in dealing with myself, as well as letting his nature be part of how I deal with with others. You know, it's so important the way we deal with others too, Jim, and we think about the body of Christ because they will know us by our love for yeah. one another. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, it just makes you scratch your head and wonder sometimes, how are we treating each other? How are we mm-hmm. treating ourselves? How are we treating others? That's right. Mm-hmm. And if we have a flashlight that's looking at the other person in a half empty way, looking at the flaws, Boy, look what they wore. Look what they said. Look what they did. Or if we're looking at ourselves and taking our own inventory in a harsh, negative way, that's not God doing it. Mm. Satan loves it. That's not God doing it. God always uses a lantern of grace that shines 360 degrees with no double standards. Mm. God has no double standards. No second class in God's world. Jim, and, and that um, is so important, I think, within our, our church environments to create that kind of safe atmosphere mm-hmm. where we can be that, you know, but but we fail within sure. the church environment where we use flashlights. Mm-hmm. And uh, very difficult for someone who's desperately looking for grace uh, and, and runs looking, needs the lantern, needs the right. warm glow mm-hmm. of the lantern mm-hmm. and gets that cold pinpoint of the flashlight Mm -hmm. they get really confused well and it's kind of like at valentine's day when we were talking about Mm. whether grace and truth are a balance Mm. or whether grace and truth are one integrated power Mm -hmm. truth without grace will not be received you'll Mm. be defended against yes grace without truth without truth excuse me Truce on truth. <laughs> is that for tongue twister? But grace without truth is not grace. Yeah, yes. Truth is necessary for grace to be loving. Mm. Jim, do you find in the in the church overall, speaking overall, the body of Christ, is there a reluctancy to accept and to look at some of the things that you point out in God's amazing plan for healthy change? Do we mm-hmm. consider it so much psychobabble, if you'll pardon the expression? What I find, and, and I've shared with, and I'm watching Michael over the years as we've gotten to know each other, and 
you know, at first it felt like psychobabble or mm-hmm. Hinman babble. What was the word you used to use? Oh, we you say, here it comes. Here's more Jim speak. Jim speak. I love because that. Because actually there is a language that reflects process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And when you turn a process into a noun, like Christian as a noun, and instead of Christian as a relational process, it distorts the core meaning. Mm. God is a God of process. He's a God of relationship, which means it's an ongoing, unfolding relationship. And he who has begun a work in us, he's going to complete that. He's going to he? complete yes. it. He's not going to, he's not going to say, Ooh, you're messy. <laughs> God's a very, oh. you know, I've been thinking about this. What an amazingly messy plan God had in sending. I would not send one of my sons to save even somebody I really cared about mm. and, and loved me and cared about me, mm-hmm. let alone send my son to be spurned and scorned and, 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 and physically uh, tortured to save the same people that are torturing him. Isn't that amazing? What a messy plan God has. Yeah. And yet we are afraid of messiness often in the body. Messiness is something that we think would offend God. Well, mm. God's plan is the most messy thing I've ever seen in my life. And yet it's the most loving. We it's can't even loving. fathom oh. that love. Friends, we're with Jen, Jim Henman, and we've got lots more to come right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet... Thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involved serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and ABC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. 
AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. Friends, you're tuned into Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Pastor Mike, Elaine, and our resident, Dr. Jim Henman, with us tonight. Jim, we're so thrilled to have you back. There's so much to cover as we're talking during the breaks about misunderstandings, and and that occurs so much within the body of Christ. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about some of those misunderstandings. Well, the example of someone being told that the ailment or the difficulty they have must be a reflection of sin, which was Mm. the example that came up during the break. Mm. God promises to use whatever we're experiencing in this fallen world for good if we keep our eyes on him. And I've come to believe personally, as well as in other people's lives, that the deeper the valley, the more abundant the nuggets we will experience as we go through that valley with him. Amen. It doesn't mean that he caused the valley. Mm -hmm. He didn't embezzle money from my business. Mm. But that wound, that painful wound, did in fact allow me to turn to him going through it. And whether it be an illness, a a foot injury could or be a mental, emotional, a mental, emotional, anything, physical addiction, a relationship, an addiction. Mm. It doesn't mean that he causes it. He does allow things to unfold because he believes that choice, free will is that important. You can't have free will if you can't choose wrongly. Well, and, and Paul had whatever that thorn in his That's side right. was mm-hmm. that he acknowledged God gave me that. That's right. And and uh, that, in, that in conjunction with Paul having seen a vision mm-hmm. of heaven that he was not allowed to communicate right. with us. And, and, and God gave him that, mm-hmm. whatever it was, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure. It doesn't sure. matter, really. Right. But And there are times when God will create something within us for a teachable experience. Yeah. That does yeah. happen. Yes. Sure. Yes. But... It also happens a lot of times that in a fallen world, exactly. 
sin abounds and we are going to be bruised by that sin, even if we haven't done it ourselves. But he will honor if we keep our eyes on him. That's where the nuggets come, is going through the valleys with him. And sometimes, don't you think, Jim, that the things that occur in our lives, those valleys and those trials and difficulties that we experience, are not really about us, but about others maybe watching Sometimes, what's happening? Yeah, there can be value in many different levels that we don't even realize at the Mm, time. Seeing somebody we love going through a process of making poor choices can be very, very painful. But sometimes they have to hit bottom before they will turn around. The Apostle Paul hit bottom, That's didn't right. he? And he, he had a, you know, we were talking time. about powerful vulnerability. He mm-hmm. had that, didn't he? That's right. He did. Powerful vulnerability, to me, is one of the key concepts God wants his kids to have. Mm. But often we lose sight of it. Powerful vulnerability is where it's more important to learn and grow than be right. Boy, that's tough, you know, isn't it? It is tough yeah. because so often we want to be right. Mm. Even if we don't want to be right about something, we still want to be right and not be wrong. That's well, a and, and even statement. proving that we're right. Right. You know, and I'm sure you've seen that in, in, in uh, relationships, mm-hmm. uh, Jim, and especially amongst couples. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll get one or the other that just has to prove that right. they were right, even in, in, when there is an acknowledgement. No matter that what the come. expense. And, and there's blood on the battlefield That's right. afterwards. That's right. And the biggest casualty is our new nature is not being allowed to be a part of that relationship because mm. that's not his way. It kind of stifles the, the growth, doesn't it? It, it really like Chinese yes. foot binding. Wow. When we have yeah. to be right, it puts a container around ourselves. Mm-hmm. As, as God grows us, it crushes in on itself just like Chinese foot binding did, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the turn of the century. Yeah, or, exactly. Uh-huh. It exactly. crushes our spirit when we have to be right. But when we can take off that mask when we can and take allow off that, mask, that grace... And that truth to enter and become vulnerable and look at the truth, who we really are in him. Mm -hmm. And to realize that black and white filter often comes in. Mm. Either I'm in control or I'm out of control. Mm. Now, as a Christian, if I am in control, it means I've crowded the spirit out and I've crowded my new nature out. And my old nature is now in control Mm. because my new nature is not in control Christ is, is, in, is in control through me. Right. As a Christian, what we want is for him to drive our bus mm-hmm. through yes. us mm-hmm. and for us and with us. We're not out of control when he's driving. Jim, let's talk a little bit about that process. Let's say someone out there tonight may be saying, I accept that. God's got to be in control. I'm going to release that. How do we release if we're used to being in control? Maybe we're a type A businessman mm-hmm. or businesswoman, and we, we've compartmentalized compartmentalized our lives into these little exactly. boxes. Exactly. Let, let, let me stay with that sure. first, because that is probably the biggest malignancy yeah. of all. Mm. God has no submarine compartments. Mm. When we have boxes that we live in, it interferes with our new nature. Our new nature is 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 one. It's integrated. It's integrated. Yes. Yes. There's no boxes. Right. When we start living in boxes, that's not of God. Right. 
that number one, that's such an important thing. God has no boxes. As a submarine, there's no airtight compartments with God. Mm. But as human beings, often trying to appear good enough, we hide ourselves away in boxes, and so we have sin with no quality control. Jim, is it easier in the Eastern mindset to get your arms around that than, than our Western mindset, do you think? Is, is there a, uh, maybe, maybe a little easier, uh, easier in the Eastern mindset to understand that integration that it is for us in the Western world? Uh, I think somewhat, somewhat. I, 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 I don't know for absolute certain, but I would imagine. I think just all I know is in the American mentality, it's what you appear that's important. Mm, yes. It's yeah. looks that are important. It's yeah. appearances that are important. Sure. That's not God. Mm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why would Jesus have gone about it? Jesus never tried to be perfect. He okay. was in perfect relationship with his father. Right. But when we use Jesus as an excuse to be a perfectionist, we have missed the mark. A perfectionist is someone who is improving on God's plan. Mm. How about we use him as becoming yeah. imperfectly yes. and allowing others to become more in him imperfectly as we are? That's it. Shining that lantern of That's grace. It. He allows us to be imperfect? He knows that we're imperfect. <laughs> and he's he not knows. shocked. He knows the real us, doesn't because he? Because yes. we don't have him until Amen. we're born again. And then even when we're born again, it's an ongoing process of believing who he is in us. It's a process. A messy process. Jimmy, eternity has no bounds, but our radio program does, unfortunately. How can pe- you have a wonderful website, just very quickly. Yes. How can people find that? More information sure. about this. dot com. Careforyou.com. C-A-I-R. For changing attitudes in recovery. F-O-R. Y-O-U.com. Love it. We love you too, Jim Henman, oh, doctor, author, psychologist. Friend. We just thank you, biggest time friend. We thank you, friends, for listening and have a great week and may God continue to bless you as you reach out and love others.